Good morning. Welcome to Faith in the Morning. Something good is going to happen to you today. So expect miracles. I'm so glad that you're tuned in today. Faith in the Morning exists to help you start your day with faith and encouragement. However you're watching, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Faith Christian Center or Carrick Butler, or subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Today is Friday, and we have a very, very, very special guest. I'm so honored that she agreed to be on this podcast this morning. Please help me welcome Miss Jermaine Copeland. Welcome to Faith in the Morning. We're so glad and so honored that you're with us today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, what an honor to be here with it with you. And uh, so we're just going to see what the Holy Spirit has for us today because he knows what everyone needs. And uh, I'm just going to share a short testimony here. I had some women come from uh, uh, a certain denomination, and after I got through speaking, they asked me, "How?" They asked me, "Do you have ESP?" And I said, "No." Why did you ask? They said, "Well, you answered every question that we had," yeah. and I said, "Well, that was the Holy Spirit." So Amen. we honor him today. Yes, we do. And Holy Spirit, you are welcome all throughout this podcast. Have your way, sir. For all of you who are just tuning in and who are newer, Mr. Jermaine Copeland has written several books now. Some of our most famous books are Prayers That Avail Much. And so I have with me even right now, Prayers That Avail Much, revised and updated for the modern reader, as well as the 40th anniversary of Prayers That Avail Much. And these are wonderful books. I was got a chance to talk to Mr. Main right before we began. I remember this book being in my house growing up because my mom had that book with her. And I know she prayed from that book for me and my brothers, our family. And it's been a great blessing to my family's life. And so I'm so honored once again, Mr. Main, that you're with us on Faith in the Morning. So can you tell us about this journey? You were telling me a little bit before we hit the record button about how you started writing this book. Right. <clears throat> Well, um, I grew up in a Pentecostal church, and uh, I, after my experience with God, you know, just because we grow up in a church, in a Christian family, even a pastor like my dad, we have to know God for ourselves. And uh, so after my experience with God, I found that he really and truly wanted me to know him. And it was about a relationship. And uh, so I had spent about three years uh, just meeting with God. I called it hanging out with God at that time. I, I would say, you know, I spent my morning just hanging out with God. And I'll be honest with you, I could hardly wait to get my husband and my children out the door so I could just have my time with God. And uh, and I read that, you know, we needed to keep the word of God before our eyes. So I took my Bible everywhere I went. When I'd stop at a, a traffic light, you know, if it happened to be red and I had to stop, I'd look down at my Bible and I would read. And, uh, and I want to tell you what happened to me. I fell in love with everybody. I said, you know, if God could love me, he loves everybody. Well, I, that went on for about three years. And then I found out that our son was 
on drugs. And uh, my husband and I did all the useful things. We, uh, you know, we went to counselors, we went to psychiatrists, just trying to get him some help. So I found someone. And the last thing that psychiatrist said was this. He said, well, I can't guarantee you anything. He said he may come out worse. He may come out better. He may come out, you know, we don't know how it's going to come out. So on the way home, I said, you know what? I know someone that can give us a guarantee. And uh, my husband is the type man who has to think about things. And so the next day, he said, well, we're going to go the one that can give us a guarantee. And that's God. So uh, I didn't know how to pray. But I've been hanging out with God. And I said, God, and I talked to him just like I talked with you, Carrie. You know, that's the way that we need to be real with God. Amen. Just to be real with him. Yeah. And I said, God, I don't know how to pray for David Wayne Copeland. I said, so I'm here for you to teach me. And the first scripture was, this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything, then we know that he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, then we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. And so that was the beginning. And uh, the first prayer that I wrote for David was, David Wayne Copeland is a disciple, a disciple taught of the Lord and obedient to his will and great shall be his peace and undisturbed composure. And so uh, I didn't dream that I would ever share that with anyone, but uh, that was the beginning. And this is what we have to really, I think this needs to be the focus of our prayer. God, I want to know you. I just want to know you. I want to know how you think. I want to know, uh, you know, because I read to be an, that we're to be an imitator of him. And I said, I don't know how to be an imitator of you. You know, we need to know his ways and his acts. We need to know who he is. So uh, <clears throat> finally, I heard he's a disciple taught of the Lord. Because I kept trying to teach him. You know, <laughs> I, and actually I got between him and God because I was so sure that I had the truth for him. Yeah. And uh, this is what we have to recognize. I can pray and pray and pray for someone else, but everybody has been given a choice. Everybody has a choice. Yeah. And so um, I, I don't know how deeply you want me to get into all of this because I've got so much that I could share. So and let the Lord lead you in it. I know you're encouraging people right now who are praying for loved ones. Well, uh, it, it was difficult for me 
to realize that uh, I couldn't do anything because I said, but God, you told me if I believed and confessed you as my Lord, that my whole household would be saved, but I can't do this. So uh, I was told if you pray more than one time for something, you're praying in unbelief. Well, you know, we hear so much. And I was reading in the book of Nehemiah one day. And what I saw was that uh, the enemy kept calling David back out into that strange land of addictions. And David kept saying, yes. And God showed me as many times as he says, yes, you come back. And we together will work this out. And this is the thing I think we forget, that God has to touch the heart of that person. And uh, what finally uh, happened was this. I focused so much on uh, getting him off drugs, just getting him off drugs. And one day, I was reading in the gospel, and Jesus showed me that when Satan came to sift Peter like wheat, he said, Peter, I pray for you that your faith fail not. And when you come through this, that you will strengthen your brethren. So I realized that I had to set my focus, my eyes on things above and on what God was doing because his actions, what he was doing were, were eternal. And uh, this is what I learned is that God is focused on what he sent David into this earth to do because every one of us has a divine destiny. Everybody. I had someone here this morning and she said, I just want to know my purpose here. And this is what I tell a lot of people. And this is where it started for me. Remember I said I was hanging out with God. I was just worshiping him. I wasn't looking for a ministry. I wasn't looking to write a book. I just, I just wanted to know God. So we're here to worship him. Out of that worship, then God begins to lead us because God himself is the light that shines on the road we're going to walk. He's already tried and tested that road and he shines his light on that road we are to walk. And I hit a lot of dead ends. Uh, I did, uh, I, I was learning by trial and error. And you know, the only person that never fails is the person that never does anything, right? That's, that's good, yeah, that's good. And uh, so I made mistakes. And I remember I was standing in my kitchen one day and uh, I don't know that people do that much ironing today, but believe it or not, 
I enjoyed ironing, ironing clothes. And uh, so, you know, I could iron, I could hang the garment up and I could look at it and I had accomplished something. And that made, that satisfied me. But one day I just said, God, I am so sorry because I had disobeyed him about something and I was so disappointed in myself. And I said, God, I do not ever want to disappoint you because listen, I fell in love with God. And when you love him, you want to please him. You're not just trying to keep his commandments. That love on the inside of you is calling to you and you just want to please him. But that day I said, God, I messed up. I made a mistake. And he said to me, I've never forgotten this. I am greater than all of your mistakes. That's good. That's so good. Isn't that good? Yes. But you know what? That day, I didn't just say, God, I'm sorry. That day was, I realized later, was true repentance. And I didn't make that same mistake again. And, you know, sometimes it seems we make the same mistake over and over and over. And we remember all those times. And there's an enemy out there that likes to say, well, you just messed up again. You can't do this. You know what? I can't do it. But the greater one in me can. And he has sent the Holy Spirit to lead us into all truth. And uh, the church I grew up in was really big on appearances and performance. But I had parents who really loved God and who prayed for me. And uh, they never quit loving me. See, God does not remember those times we messed up. Every time that we mess up, every time, let's say, we sin, we have an advocate with the Father. We go and we confess our sin to him. And he is faithful and just to forgive us. And, and, the, and the great thing, Eric, about this is that he doesn't only forgive us for that, but see, sin has tentacles. And so there's unrighteousness attached to that. And in 1 John 1, 7, he not only forgives us, but he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. So uh, it's a growth process. And uh, another thing I want to mention here is that we have to start thinking like God. And it's not about arrogance. Um, because the more I know God, the more humbling it is. Because when he says to you and to me, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You know, 
people say, ah, that's not true, but it is true. It is true because Jesus, who knew no sin, he took all of those sins on himself, all of our sicknesses, all of everything. You know, I think we forget, and if I go down too many rabbit trails here, you, you're the host, so you can stop me. <laughs> you're doing great. But, you know, um, he took everything. He didn't even look like a man when they nailed him to that cross. And uh, I, I said one time, I said, why did you tell the Israelites that were being bitten by vipers? Why did you tell them to put that bronze snake? Are you with me on this? Am I going too far afield here? No, you're good. <laughs> you're good. You're good. I mean, <clears throat> all right, let's just set it up a little bit. Israelites were out there in the desert, right? And uh, they were complaining a lot. And the next thing they knew, vipers were coming into their camps where they were camping and biting them. And a lot of people began to die. Well, when you see people around you dying, you know, fear wants to come against you. The enemy's number one. Uh, tactic is to make us afraid. So, you know, Moses interceded for the people. And so, as a result of that, he had a bronze serpent put up on a, a stake and said to the people, as many of you that get bitten, if you go out and look at that bronze snake, I don't know, you know, I know of a few people who say they really like snakes and look at them as pets. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I'm not either. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me whether they're, you know, well, anyway, we won't yeah. go there. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but he said, as many go out there and look at that bronze serpent, they will be healed. Yeah. And they were. And, and I said, but Jesus, what happened to you? He said, that represented me, that bronze snake. Yeah. I actually became sin with your sin. Yeah. I became ill with your illnesses. Yeah. He suffered our hurts and our rejection. And, uh, and as many as come to him. He changes our lives forever because he did all of that for you and for me. And uh, this is one thing I wish with all of my heart that I could get people to see that Jesus didn't come just for those old sinners down there. He came to redeem his man. Yeah. We are God's masterpieces. Yeah. Right? right? We're his masterpieces. Right. And uh, so, let me, <laughs> my phone started ringing. We are his masterpieces. He sent, God sent Jesus to earth, and I believe that Jesus was 
God in human form. Yes. And so he came because he was determined to rescue his man. Yes. His men and women, humankind, to rescue them from the authority of darkness. Yes. And now we are translated into the kingdom of his dear son, the kingdom of light. And um, I am going to mention this horrible fear that was used against the world. Uh, what, two years ago, or um, don't know exactly, but um, it was like everybody became so afraid. Yeah. And, and, and it broke my heart. It really did. I, I, I just, I wanted to say, what happened to faith in God? What happened to faith in the God who heals? Jehovah Rapha takes sicknesses out the midst of us. Yeah. And uh, but see, what we have to do is renew our minds Amen. to God's word. Yeah. So when I began writing prayers, yeah. I prayed those prayers out loud. Right. You know why? Because faith in God comes by hearing that's and right. hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing yeah, the that's word. Right. Yeah. right? Right. And uh see, we live in a foreign culture, actually, because we're citizens of heaven. Yes. And yeah. we've been planted here to be light and to be salt. Yeah. So uh, I began to say, God, I thank you that I am, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And when I first started saying that, there was a voice that say, really, look at you. You're the righteousness of God. Well, I had a choice. I could say, oh, me, you know, oh, poor me. I'm, I'm so unworthy. But God thought you were worthy. Yes. That's why he sent Jesus. That's right. That's why he sent Jesus. That's right. And, uh, and we have to know him. Amen. Yeah. And we have to understand why he sent Jesus. And, you know, I think about in the beginning, God created yeah. the heavens and the earth. And the Holy Spirit was hovering over this chaos, all of this water that was just in chaos and tumultuous. But then God spoke. And how did he create the heavens and the earth? He spoke it into existence. Right. So uh, I was reading one day in the book of John about how if we believe on him, 
out of our innermost being will flow rivers of living water. The Holy Spirit is hovering over those rivers of living water. And, and I, you know, I was, I heard an illustration that I'd like to share here. Uh, I think we try so hard to do it perfectly. I climbed so many ladders of perfections, perfectionism. And every time I climb one, there was another one to climb. Yeah. You know, you can't get, get, make yourself good enough. Right. But Jesus said, out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. And it's like an artis artesian well on the inside of us. Mm. And so God is constantly, that water is there, and the Holy Spirit is hovering over that water. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I can see that. So, so this is an illustration I heard, and maybe it's a little crude. I don't know if you'll call it that or not, but I have four, I have four children. And um, so each pregnancy was a little bit different. But each one of those children received their sustenance from what I ate, from what I said, yeah. from what I watched, what I read, they were there. Yeah. They weren't doing anything. Yeah. They were just growing. Right, yeah. Well, the Holy Spirit is in us. And the water, the living water is in us. Right. So, all of my sustenance, all of my being is inside of me because Jesus is my Lord. Yeah. There is not one thing in life that he hasn't experienced that you think that we've all experienced. That's right. why he came to earth. And he came to reveal to you and to me how he sees us. Yeah. That's why he wants us to know. This is the way I see you. And see, we've talked about eternity. I do. I teach on this. Eternity past, eternity present, and eternity future. Yeah. God sees us in eternity future. Yeah, he does. And he saw us that way before the foundation of the world. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And uh, as I said, I just fell in love with God. And uh, and then he began to teach us. And, and the most wonderful way for me was to begin to write prayers and read them out loud now every word that we speak it's either for life or for death and uh 
one teacher that I listened to recently, he said, Satan has perverted about 95% of our language. Wow. That's wow. a lot. Yeah. But see, we're not even aware of it. For instance, I've heard so many women say, my feet are killing me. Yeah. Really? I mean, men can, I've heard men say that too. Man, I got to get these shoes off. They're killing me. Yeah. There's, some, there's a legalist that's listening to what we're saying. It's true. It's true. We will either eat it. We'll either eat what we're saying for good or for evil, yeah, for true. life or for death. And uh, another thing, uh, recently I was with a group and someone received a phone call and I could tell she was excited about the call. And she came and she started saying, y'all, we're from the South, so we say, y'all, that means you guys. <laughs> she said, when I tell her this, she's just gonna die. Yeah. Like, what, were you, what do you think she was saying? Yeah, she's really excited, but we've learned to say the language of death instead of speaking life. Right. Yeah. And so, um, and I have people, I'm going to be honest with you, I have people get upset with me about this. Yeah. But uh, I've spent a lifetime now, since 1977, change, try, you know, working on my vocabulary, changing the way I talk, and uh, making sure that I speak life and not death. And so I wrote uh, some affirmations. We called it personal confession. But see, most people think of confession as a negative. Right. Because they're thinking about confessing your sin. Right. But Jesus is the high priest of our confession. I think it's in the King James that calls it profession. Right. But, but what it is actually saying Jesus is the high priest of our confession. That's right. That's right. So I began, I wrote uh, some personal affirmations. Yeah. And see, it's the prayer of the righteous person that avails much. Do you want your prayers to avail much? Yeah. All right. And I know they're ineffectual prayers because yeah, I prayed them. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know whether God was going to hear me, whether or, or not. Once in a while, he'd answer a prayer, but it took me a lifetime of study to find out. It's the prayers that we pray in accordance with his will. Mm -hmm. How do we know his will? I pick up my Bible. And see, we say, you know, his thoughts are higher than ours in Isaiah. His ways are higher than ours. But you know what? In the New Testament, Paul told us, he said, you have the mind of Christ. Yeah, he, he said really? that. Yeah. So we have to bring this natural mind and these thoughts 
into agreement with God's thoughts. I want to hold his thoughts. You know, I want, and you know what? It's not bad to have emotions. Can you imagine Jesus standing over Israel, over Jerusalem, weeping over them? I think that's why he's doing about our country today. And not just our country, but the world. Yeah. And we know that Satan has been defeated. Right. And I'm going to get back to these personal affirmations. But Jesus went to the cross, and on that cross, he defeated Satan. Yeah. In, fact, in fact, if he'd known what was going to happen in three days, he wouldn't have had him crucified. Right, that's what Scripture Jesus. says. <laughs> really? I mean... Yeah. <clears throat> and um, and see that's that's why we know he's real. He is real. He was seen by about five hundred people after he rose from the dead. Yeah, that he was. <laughs> and we have that resurrection life in us today. Yes, but these minds have been uh, programmed according to our culture. And uh, one day I became so aware and I, I just wept and I said, God, thank you. Thank you, because I wanted everybody to like me. Yeah. So what did I do? I would go along with the crowd. Right. And I would say to people, well, I don't really know who I am. That was... That was before 1977. But, you know, we can know who we are. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. If we just believe what God says. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, so, see, I want it so badly to for people to hear God has not given you a spirit of fear. So what has he given you? A spirit of power, a spirit of love, and the spirit of a sound mind. Really? I can have a sound mind. I don't have to be caught up in anxiety. And in fact, one of the last books that I wrote is uh, Prayers That Avail Much to Overcome Anxiety and Depression. And I want to tell you, this book is needed today. Everybody it is. needs this book. It is. Because you know somebody, I do, I know people. And I said, well, I have a book <laughs> of prayers. And the first few, uh, and the first section of this book it's about overcoming fear. Fear is an emotion and it's real. Yeah. And people can, you know, get caught up and just feel frozen. And uh, so 
this is what I encourage people to do. Say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And see, the Holy Spirit takes those words and he makes that a reality in your life. Yeah. It, it becomes real in you. Because remember that artesian spring? Yeah. That is in you, sustaining you. The Holy Spirit is watching over those words to perform it inside of you. Yes, Isn't that good news? That's really good news. That's really good news. And uh, by the way, in case uh, I, I want to finish about David. David was in uh, his, uh, in that strange land of addictions, which is what I call it, for 28 years. Wow. But today, he is the vice president of our ministry, and he's walking with God. Praise God. Isn't that wonderful? It is. Praise and to God, God who was glorified, it was God. Yeah. It, God is glorified. And that has to be our purpose. I'm here. You're here to glorify him. Amen. Yeah. Right? Right. But you have to know who you are. You, if, if you have confessed Jesus as Lord, believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead, well, you're born again. Yeah. That's what I read in so Romans. Right. <laughs> in the book of Romans. Yes. And, you know, some people say, well, you've got to come to this altar and repent of your sins. <laughs> you know what? Before we're born again, we don't even know we're sinning. Right. So what am I going to come down here and repent about? But if I teach people, confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. Yeah. In fact, one a young man said to me one day, he said, he said, since I've become born again, he said, it looks like all I do is sin. He said, I used to do this stuff all the time and never think about it. But see, God, the Holy Spirit was working in his heart. And he's the one who reveals to us uh, the truth. So right. when he starts bringing that truth to us, there's certain things we don't want to do anymore. Yeah. And that's what he was saying to me that day. He said, I didn't know these things were sin. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit comes to convince and convince us of sin, righteousness, and judgment. That's right. That's what he does. That's what it says in John. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that was just interesting to me. And the other thing is God told us uh, in the book of Deuteronomy to choose life or choose death, that you and your offspring may live. Right. So that means... 
By the way, you're a good interviewer. <laughs> you, let, you let your guests talk. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I've been interviewed by, uh, well, I won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you this one time I said to your host, because I obviously was not saying what he wanted me to say. Yeah. And finally I said, excuse me, sir. What is it you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> See, you laughed. I thought it was funny, too. <laughs> he didn't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, this is the other thing we need to start saying. My prayers do avail much. Yes. Yeah. And have you ever met people that just insist, insist, they insist, I'm just no sinner. And yeah. I ask people, I say, well, why do you say that? Well, I sin every day. Well, why? Yeah. Well, you know, I think bad thoughts sometimes. Uh, and they'll have to stop and think. Well, what is it that I do is sin? We are the righteousness of God. Yeah, we are. So I don't want to sin every day. Yeah. I've had fun. That's so I just can't help it. We're not slaves to sin anymore. Well, we've been set free. Old man died. Yes. Amen. And you know, uh, just like any anything that you are trying to uh, learn, let's just take this a certain skill that you know, baseball. Or well, don't you make mistakes when you are learning? Right. But you know what? It's not. That doesn't mean it's the worst thing in the world. Right. It doesn't mean it was a sin. Yeah. Right? Right. So let's focus on, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And what I tell people, I'll say, well, the Holy Spirit is faithful. And he will convict you if you have sinned. So you don't have to say, I, I repent in case I have sinned. I said, if you know God, you're going to know the minute that you have failed. Yeah. But the moment that I say, God, forgive me. He forgives and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Okay. I've already said all that. And another, this is one of the first things I learned to say. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, I had to learn uh, what I was supposed to do. Right. You know, there were some things that I had tried to do that he hadn't called me to do. But those things that he calls you to do, he calls me to do, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right. Yeah. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. Right? Right. All right. You know, I think about 
you know, King David didn't have a Bible. Did yeah, you? He, yeah, he didn't have what we have. <laughs> but he talked to God. That he did, yeah. And you know what? He used some pretty raw language sometimes. Talk to him. That he did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he got mad at God sometimes. Yeah, he did. He was angry at times. But then there were those times when he say, because he understood what it meant to be a shepherd. Because yeah. he was, that's what he did. And he said, uh, the Lord is my shepherd and I do not want. And uh, so that's our shepherd. I remember being in Israel one time and uh, I don't know, this is probably what the tour guide did every time, but he took us up on this uh, roadway and we were looking over into uh, uh, the pastures and uh, the, the sheep were all mingled. They were just playing and running, you know, running here and, and butting each other, pushing each other out the way. And there were like three shepherds down there. And the minute that one of those shepherds, I don't know what he said, but he made a certain sound. And those sheep hid that were his. They all went to him. And there were two other groups of sheep and two shepherds there. It was so beautiful to watch. And this is one thing I learned early. I know our time's about up, but there was one thing I learned early. I hear the voice of the good shepherd. Yes. And the voice of a stranger I will not follow. Those yeah. sheep out there did not follow just any shepherd. They followed their shepherd. And that's what we do. And I've had people say, well, how do you learn that it's the voice of the good shepherd? I said, his word will confirm his yes. voice. Amen. He doesn't say anything contrary Amen. to that. So um, thank you for allowing me to share. There's so much more. I could talk about prayer and yeah. how to renew our minds. Uh, but prayer is about knowing God. Yes. And about praying for his will to be done on earth, even as it is in heaven. Amen. We're the ones to bring heaven to earth. Yes, we are. That's who we are. Amen. That's what we're supposed to do. We are. Drinking from that artesian spring of living waters that never runs dry. And I'm telling you, everybody needs my books. I, I said I'm not a book salesman, salesman and I'm not. But I want to tell you something. These you can books see that I have them too, your life. Amen. All right. Yeah. What a great day. It's been good. A great time. Thank you for just turning me loose. And no, I'm so glad that you're a part. All I'm right. So glad that you're a part. Can you pray for everyone before you go? Yes. Okay. Father, 
I thank you and I praise you that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So, Father, we stand and take our ground saying that we belong to the good shepherd and we shall not want. I pray for the mothers and the fathers who are praying for their children who have gone astray. I thank you that they are all disciples taught of the Lord and obedient to your will and great shall be their peace and undisturbed composure. We will not be moved by the good we see or the bad that we see. We'll not be moved by circumstances, but we'll stand upon the rock of revelation knowledge, knowing that you are watching over your word to perform it. And we and all of our children are marked for the kingdom by the blood of Jesus. Thank you. And give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to us this day in the name of Jesus. And amen. 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 Thank you so much. Once again, everyone, you can get her books, Prayers That Avail Much, and the 40th Anniversary Edition, as well as all the different prayers books you have. They're available on her website, but they're also available wherever books are sold. And I encourage you to get it. It will be a blessing to you. It will encourage you, not just bless you and your family, but those that your lives influence, where those springs and wells of living water flow out wherever you go. Mr. Main, once again, thank you so much for being a part of Faith in the Morning. Everyone, if you haven't, you can just subscribe at Faith in the Morning on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Remember, something good is going to happen to you today, so expect miracles. Amen. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye.